Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning. My guest today is Peter Buckoak, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in London. He, uh, in addition to a private practice, he oversees the Alexander Technique Department at the Royal College of Music, where the technique is embedded in the Bachelor of Music uh, program. Uh, he also is uh, plays double bass uh, and performs in various uh, groups in London. And along with Judith Kleinman, he's the author of a book called The Alexander Technique for Musicians. And we're going to talk today uh, about his work with um, students at the Royal College of Music in particular and more generally about why the Alexander Technique is so helpful for musicians. Peter, welcome to the show. Oh, hello, Robert. It's very good, good to be here. It's good to talk to you again. I should have added, um, in his spare time, Peter looks after several colonies of bees. For some reason, I found that uh, an intriguing uh, uh, note to add. Um, Peter, could you begin by by giving our listeners a very brief uh, definition or description of the Alexander Technique? Yeah, sure. I would say the Alexander Technique helps you to become more healthy and to develop your skills, your existing skills, and when you're learning new skills, it makes it easy to change the way you do things. And so it's a way of understanding, developing the skills you, you're interested in. Yes, and it seems as though, uh, at least in my experience, and I think quite a few other Alexander teachers' experiences, the one group of people uh, who seem particularly drawn to the Alexander Technique are musicians. And could I think I have some idea why that might be, but I'd like to hear your take on it. Really, what is so special about musicians or the Alexander Technique that those that connection is made so frequently? Yeah, well, I, I can understand this from personal experience because I decided I wanted to be a musician and then I got into trouble when I started practicing a lot because I'd gone to music college and it was looking pretty grim for me because I was getting into more and more pain and then someone, after I tried various different things like going to the doctors, taking painkillers, getting very fit, drinking a lot of alcohol, doing meditation, going to the chiropractor, all that sort of thing. Someone said, what about the Alexander Technique? And so I tried it and it made it possible for me to be comfortable and play the double bass, which meant I could study the double bass. So one thing it does for you, it can help you understand how you're using your body in such a way that you get into pain. So musicians need to be comfortable so that they can actually do the hours of practice that are necessary. So Alexander can certainly help with that. But then when you think about what a musician has to do, 
you have to have absolutely brilliant mind-body coordination because the subtlety of movements you have to make as a musician to be able to not just play the notes but play them in a way that people will want to pay money to come and hear that sort of coordination has to be exquisitely good yes. and uh, certainly Alexander helps with coordination then um, another thing that musicians have to deal with is the the pressure that they're put under by being on the concert platform or behind microphones and so stage fright or performance anxiety can get in the way of what would otherwise be good playing and so Alexander is an excellent way of approaching organizing your thinking and your behavior so that uh, you can get past that huge obstacle and if there was one thing if I could only choose one thing that we could use the technique to help musicians with at the college it would be performance anxiety because it really damages careers it stops people from playing sometimes and it stops people from prog progressing in the in the profession as much as they mind then um, if you want another another idea how Alex Alexander can help I would say um, you are continuously trying to develop technique so either vocal or instrumental technique and you're constantly being given advice by your professor now the professor more likely than not is not an Alexander teacher and it could be that they tell you the results you should get they might demonstrate to you they might ask you to play and get a certain result and they might not be in a position to tell you exactly how to do it or they might not be able to tell you in a way that you understand and that's where Alexander becomes a wonderful adjunct to your normal lessons so your instrumental or vocal lessons because when the Alexander teacher starts helping you with your technique the way they talk and the the fact they put hands on and help you experience something that might be more efficient it often throws light on the advice you've been given by the professor which then falls into place and makes total sense and you can achieve uh, maybe by the next lesson or certainly within the next week or two right I think I think there's um, uh, a, a misunderstanding about what one should expect from a really good music teacher they can as you said they can tell you what 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 they want they can they're probably they have a really good ear for what you're doing they can give you good feedback about that but they are mm -hmm. not themselves experts in helping people improve their coordination that's a separate field you might be lucky and you might find a teacher who is also trained as an Alexander teacher but that's going to be pretty unusual so if you're if there's a coordination issue or a quality of how you use your body to play mm -hmm. the instrument issue 
it, it's very likely that an Alexander teacher is the person to go to to help you with that even if that person doesn't know anything about music absolutely and uh, so I, I can say from personal experience again that I had some of my most useful double bass insights when I was having Alexander lessons from people who weren't musicians it tends to be musician Alexander teachers that are employed by conservatories because uh, we can talk the talk. So there's no reason why a non shouldn't give lessons to a musician. If they're, if they're a good Alexander teacher, they'll be very helpful. But when it comes to making musical connections, when you're talking about the connection between the result you're getting, the musical result, and the way you're using your body, uh, the musician can put it into words that make you sound more credible. And that means that when the students are just starting to have their first Alexander lessons, then um, saying the words that help them make a connection to the, the, the subtlety of result that they're looking for just reassures the student that this person might have something to teach me. Right, and that, that takes me to the second basic question I have for you, which is, why do you think that it's particularly important for Al the Alexander Technique be introduced in school for students? Why early on, and why not just later in their careers? Well, you you need to practice for thousands of hours to become an expert. Mm -hmm. And if you become enthusiastic about being a musician, you might put a lot of hours in, in the practice room. And the sooner you become aware of balance, freedom, and good use, the better because you're less likely to be developing bad habits that you'll later have to unravel. It's very interesting in Britain to see the students who are coming from music specialist schools where they all have Alexander teachers, they all have Alexander lessons and then the students who come maybe from abroad they have no experience of Alexander and they're in a, a tough situation because they've developed habits when they're playing that can be damaging, that can be slowing them down. But interestingly, those students can be very talented, but maybe experiencing pain or, or just not developing as fast as everybody would like them to. So rather than let the bad habits develop and then sort them out later, the sooner your understanding about use in the way that Alexander teaches do, the better. And Alexander himself, apparently he said that the reason he taught adults was so it was more likely that his ideas would be taught to young people, to school children. And in fact, he opened a school. So he opened a school in his... Um, in his suite of rooms in London, in Victoria. So he actually opened a school and 
that school uh, had some extraordinary results. So there's been interesting um, reports and, and books written on the work that he did with young people. So Alexander was obviously interested in getting his technique into the education system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he thought earlier the better. And I, from what I've seen, he was right. Right. And you you are involved. Uh, are you involved in any way in this Educare school in London? I'm not. But my, uh, Judith, my wife, is. So Judith oh. Kleinman, mm-hmm. been working with Sue Mary. Mm-hmm. With uh, Sue Mary, who's actually started the Alexander program uh, years and years ago at uh, Educare. Mm-hmm. And uh, they run some great courses, uh, working with Alexander teachers who want to uh, gain from their experience of working with teenagers. And in fact, Sue Mary works even younger than teenage, so she's working with very young ones. Yes. And, and interestingly, they're, interestingly, they're running courses and they've written books. So there's. Um, Sue Mary's written a book of how to work with young people in um, the sort of up to 11 year olds and then Judith has written another one for secondary education which is teenagers mm-hmm. so there's there's a lot of research and development in that area right now uh, could you say a little bit about your work at the uh, Royal Royal um, Center of Music. Royal College of Music. Royal College of Music, sorry. Yeah. Yes, um, well, we've we've had Alexander there for for decades, since the 1950s. So Dr. Wilfred Barlow ran an experiment in the singing department. Uh, He and his wife went in and gave Alexander lessons intensively I think two or three times a week for a term and then the singing professors were asked to say if they'd noticed the difference and they did notice the difference they noticed that all the students became better students Uh, and what they meant by that was the ones who had always been very anxious to please their teachers found they could actually be themselves with impunity so they could actually develop more character and the students all became easier at taking they they found it easier to take stage direction when they were singing opera scenes on stage and they were told to do certain movements they found that was possible much more uh, uh, they became more biddable in, in that direction so they could do what the director wanted them to do they all had a change in vocal quality and the singing professors were very impressed at how quickly they developed during this term where they were having the intent of Alexander and their final conclusion was that the Alexander technique should become the basis of the training of all musicians. Mm -hmm. So that's a pretty dramatic statement to come up with and uh, the the college did listen. Uh, They couldn't completely change all the courses they were running but they decided at that point to find the money for three Alexander teachers to be working at the college so uh, the technique was available for uh, students in as uh, as they thought was uh, most necessary so 
it became a sort of remedial uh, exercise. So if someone needed help, they would be sent off for Alexander lessons. Mm -hmm. But more recently, uh, I, I was invited to go to the Royal College of Music in 1989 to teach the double bass. And this was just after I'd finished my Alexander training. And I decided to uh, run a little campaign to try and get the Alexander Technique embedded into the degree, uh, the undergraduate degree. So I went and spoke to all the faculty meetings. And interestingly, all the professors were saying, well, I've had Alexander lessons that they were really useful. And uh, so if we've got the money, yes, let's, let's go for it. And uh, so I went all, all around the faculties and the the wind professors said that it was a really good idea and that if there was any money the wind players should be targeted because it was obviously so useful for them mm -hmm. and so I thought that was, that was very interesting that they thought that wind players were uh, the most useful uh, direction to spend the money uh -huh. but then I got the same response from the string department the string professors actually said the same thing that keyboard department the same and fortunately for me, the same uh, member of staff was chairing all the different faculty meetings. So after we'd had six faculty meetings, he called me in and said, I'm very impressed. Everybody seems to think that Alexander is uh, worth including at college. So, uh, but to cut a long story short, that's when they decided to start an introductory course for all students doing an undergraduate degree. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're talking 1991, that's when it started, the undergraduate degree included an element of Alexander. And since then, we've, um, so that's, was it, 27 years, we've developed more and more courses. So now we have a different course for each year of the undergraduate school. Mm -hmm. And then postgraduates have their own course as well. So at the Royal College of Music, it's available to everybody yeah. and they can choose it as a fairly large element of their degree so it can be 30 percent of their music degree you know I, I when I when I hear that uh, description of yours uh, I gotta say I'm a, a, a bit envious because the situation in America with a few exceptions is really quite different um, uh -huh. probably be partly because the Alexander technique is generally not as well known here as it is in England and uh -huh. I um, I wonder um, in terms of sort of from a practical point of view in terms of what students are expected to do in a music uh, uh, college it seems to me that what what I see here a lot is the way what students are told is they need to practice a lot as part of their training many mm -hmm. many yeah. hours a day and from what I can see of the results of that is it it is a is quite counterproductive if if a student has some poor habits of self-use they're just going to dig them in deeper with all that practice, not to mention wearing themselves out. Whereas I suspect that in, in, at the Royal College of Music, uh, 
there's a generally a different approach to practice time. Absolutely. This is something that it took a few years for there to be a, a, a new aura around the way to use the practice room. Mm-hmm. But uh, now, the, throughout the, the student body, um, we find people who are taking care of themselves. And so now, when you walk past the practice room, someone will maybe be looking at a video that they've taken of their practice and analyzing what's going on by looking at what they're doing and making a connection with what it sounds like. They might be actually playing their instrument or they might be lying on the floor in semi-supine position, head on a book, the legs folded up and rebooting their system. So they've um, they've taken advice and it's spread and the students talk to each other about the advice the Alexander department is giving them mm-hmm. and so you get uh, students who break their practice into playing chunks and uh, semi-supine chunks and analysis of recordings as well so they're not just playing their instrument all the time but they're looking at the way they're doing it they're listening to the results and then making a decision about how they're going to to carry on and and we've encouraged this at first we were just suggesting it but then we made it one of the assignments so the second years have to make seven practice videos mm-hmm. and the first video is taken by the teacher we we walk around them while they're playing and uh, take the video recording and then they have to look at it and in the second video they have to say what they saw in the first video and then say how they're going to work on making the change and uh, they can carry on working on that or come up with fresh ideas that they're going to experiment with and they have to show us that they're using the phone in their pocket as a video camera and making an analysis by using the ideas that they've learnt in the Alexander lessons. And this is this is going on now as uh, it's it's fairly normal, and yeah. that's that's really good news. When they write uh, self-observational diaries, sometimes we get comments like. I was playing with a string quartet. We were playing a concert the other day, and before the concert and during the interval, we all lay lay down together on the floor in semi-supine, and uh, and talked through how we were going to approach the concert, and that makes me feel very positive. I can I can well imagine. Um, I don't believe that there's anything like that in the U.S. There are some schools, obviously, where Alexander Technique is is somewhat embedded, uh, the Juilliard School, for example. But I don't nope. think it's quite as intense and, and all-pervasive as what you've described. Uh, it's yeah, it's just a matter of time. We've I just hope. got to get the teeth. I hope. talking about it and and then the students once the students find this really does work mm-hmm. then they talk to each other uh, we've got to the point now where um, the, there have been a lot of musicians who've gone through the Royal College of Music have decided to 
uh, add to their skill by becoming Alexander teachers. Mm-hmm. And there are, I, I believe there are five at the moment training in one Alexander school. Mm-hmm. The one that, uh, that Judith Kleiman, my wife, is uh, she's a uh, she's assistant head of training there. Mm-hmm. So we got a very nice link between the training school and the college. Oh, that's the wonderful. From the college, the students at the college go in and visit during the more advanced courses, and the final term students at the training school come in and assist the Alexander teachers at the Royal College of Music. So it's a symbiotic relationship which is working very well for us. Well, that's wonderful. Uh, Peter, is there anything else you want to add before we uh, c- come to an end? Oh, yes. I'd, I'd rather like to tell you about um, another one of the assignments that we give the students. Uh, the postgraduate students, I think, are doing the most interesting assignment, which is making a film. Um, what we require is they read treaties about uh, uh, how to play their instrument or how to sing if they're a singer and uh, they choose a treatise and they look at the information on how to do it in the treatise and see if it stacks up with Alexander's ideas and whether it does or doesn't then they they talk about it on the film and and they present uh, themselves talking to camera Mm-hmm. They maybe sing or play on camera, demonstrating the ideas that are suggested in the treatise, and talk about how Alexander might augment the idea, or if there's a contradiction, which there rarely is because they tend to choose ones that agree or, or stack up very nicely with Alexander, uh, then they, they show their Alexander knowledge at the same time as talking about uh, the advice, which is never Alexander advice, but mm-hmm. may be compatible uh, with it. And uh, some of them have made the most wonderful videos, and we've started putting them up on our website. Oh, that's which good. Is yeah. Ale- yeah, alexandernow.org. So oh. we're putting, um, in fact, in the next few days, there should be uh, four going up um, if I can get myself organized there. <laughs> Right. Well, th- I think this is a, a good place to end our uh, conversation. Um, my guest today has been Peter Buckoak, who is an Alexander teacher in London, England, and who oversees the Alexander Technique Department at the Royal College of Music. He's also the co-author with Judith Kleinman of a book, The Alexander Technique for Musicians. I'll be putting a link to his website by the interview as well as a link to a website that will give you more general information about the Alexander Technique and enable you to find a teacher anywhere in the world. Peter, thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, it's it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Robert. Maybe I could just say one more thing, which is if anybody's in London, if an Alexander teacher or someone very interested in Alexander is in London and would like to come and visit the Royal College of Music, then um, they should get in touch with me through the website and we can arrange a visit. A lot of Alexander teachers come from abroad and um, they come and sit in on the classes to see how we do it. Okay. Okay. 